Mission Log, September 7th, 2023. Expedition to Arcadia 19. The time is 14.03 Universal Basic Time. My name is Dr. Wyatt James Kenton, xenobiologist, medical doctor, and most currently, crew member of the Atola. We have awoken from a 10-month stasis, having arrived to the lunar mine of Arcadia 19, which orbits the gas giant Tithonus. This mission is co-funded by Swan Scientific and Carrion Corp. It would seem that my services ate up the lion's share of the mission's budget, as I am joined on this mission by only two others. Major Ford Strong is a retired military field officer. His job title is Cook, but I suspect that he is here because of his versatility and skill in threat assessment. Brooks is a mechanic. She was sent in lieu of her brother, who, according to his file, was incredible at his craft. But he suffered a rather terrible accident. Brooks seems competent enough, though she could not procure a sample of some detritus that struck the navigation array. I would have liked to have studied it. After a fine, if not a little too spicy, meal from Strong, we had very little time to prepare for landing. All three of us seemed to be experiencing some hallucinatory side effects from the cryosleep drugs, but otherwise have passed our routine exams. Lisa has been most helpful in assisting me to prepare for our landing. It's a pity she has to stay with the ship, as she is the one I trust most on this mission. I am anxious to get to the mine. Carrion has been scarce with details about this discovery we are here to investigate. It has been too long since anything new has been found in this old galaxy. With any luck, this could be the breakthrough that I have been searching for. I'll report back once we reach the mine. Ryan and Katie's lines aren't going, but ours are. Do you guys see your lines normally? I see everybody's yeah. lines. I, I see my fine. My my fine. I see my I see fine. My fine. I see my, my fine. fine. <laughs> and I hear everyone. Cap, do you hear everyone? Hello, spacers. Yes, I hear everyone. You're coming in clear. Hello? Hello? Mission control? You're coming in clear. I hear you. Oh, Roger. That's it. You got Ten it. Four. Oh, nope. That was a season ago. <laughs> Franklin. What? What? Did y'all not watch Franklin? We're just throwing out names here. Is that the turtle show? Yeah, the kids turtle show. Anyway. I remember that show. I loved Franklin. He was my best friend. 
that's uh, a little sad. That's a little sad. Um, little Bear was better. But... No, you know who my best friend was? Wishbone was my best friend. Fuck Wishbone. <laughs> you know who went to space? Wishbone went to space. Wishbone is, I guarantee you that dog is dead right now. Wishbone is <laughs> what they found in the mines beneath Arcadia 19. Wishbone went to space and landed on Arcadia 19. Yep. Segway, small, segway. For eons. A small dog walks out of a cave and says, hello, welcome to Arcadia 19. My I'm name Wishbone. Is Wishbone. Did Wishbone talk? <laughs> no, mm-hmm. Wishbone did not talk. No way. Okay, last distraction. <laughs> but this one's closer Jeez. to the conversation okay. than any of the other ones. Yep, yep, yep. Does anyone else remember the fucked up episode of Magic School Bus where the redheaded kid Chucky. with glasses takes off his helmet in space because everyone's talking about what would happen in space? And he was like, you're all stupid. This is what would happen. He takes it off and his head freezes. Just me? I do not remember. Just me? I feel like that's a nightmare you had. No, that was a thing that happened. I can find it. Hi, Wishbone here. I've been working (laughs) with my therapist to unpack that memory for a very long time. (laughs) I wish I could go back and change my podcaster name to Wishbone. Um, It can still be your rapper name. That's so true. Parnassus featuring Wishbone. Oh my god. Last episode, we started right into the action. So I want to take just a quick moment to talk about the game we're playing, which is called Starhold. Starhold is a space-themed survival horror TTRPG using the Powered by the Apocalypse system. You may recognize that system as we've used it for every other game we've played. That is the classic 2D6 system that we've been using. This game takes inspiration from media like Alien, The Expanse, Mass Effect, and The Martian, all of which are awesome and you should watch if you haven't already. Something that really shines in this game are the playbooks. There are eight of them, each of them having three variants you can choose from. So there are a total of 32 unique spacer types you can play. And I would like to kind of go around the table here. We heard who your characters are, but I want to hear what your characters are. So if you could just quickly, uh, starting to my left, go over which playbooks you chose or which (laughs) variant, if you chose a variant. Oh, we're actually in a straight line and all three of us are to your right, so. (laughs) I didn't have my glasses on, sorry. Ian, you go first. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Dr. Kenton is the scientist, but he is the variant, the biologist. Um, yeah it's a cool playbook it has a lot about you know sciencey stuff the biologist has two moves that are really cool one where i basically get like a hazmat suit that i can roll to see if if it's uh you know gonna protect me from a disease outbreak i get another one that lets me find out the truth about alien things gives me some stuff in my field kit to like i have two guides to covering um, alien, one for flora, one for fauna. I have sample containers. And then from the scientist base playbook, I took, am I vibrating? You thrive on coffee substitutes, stim packs, and anxiety. <laughs> it just helps me when I'm stressed. I if I get plus one if I have three or more stress, which is pretty cool. To head rolls. 
<laughs> it took me so long to realize what you said in that last breath. Tedrils. Tedrils. Sounded like you coughed. <laughs> it's like i'm trying to hide it like i'm trying to get that plus one yeah exactly rolls trying to cough it under your breath here um (laughs) katie what playbook did you go with for brooks that's a very good question sir i would like to answer Uh brooks is the technician but i chose the variant of the mechanic what else do I need to say? What separates the mechanic from the technician? Oh, I am the master of all things vehicular. Oh, that's fun. From ships to rovers. Just don't ask me anything about a computer because I am strictly hardware. I'm literally reading the playbook, but it sounds great, right? No, I love that. <laughs> yeah, the technician is, if it needs repairing, taping, whacking, or fixing, this is who you call. Mm, I need a good whacking. I need a good whacking. (laughs) I am strictly a mechanic. I work on cars and ships and hardware. Yeah, you do. You whack that hardware. (laughs) Ryan, what playbook did you go with for Major Ford Strong? Ford Strong is the leader. I did not go with a variant. I just wanted to go with the standard leader playbook. Mostly because Ford is retired, and mm-hmm, I feel mm-hmm. like the variants kind of give you like a rank and job, in which the standard leader gives you, you know, more of a you act like a leader, you aren't necessarily employed as one. So that's cool. I like I liked that a lot for the standard leader. I like that a lot as well. Yeah. I and another reason why I like the standard leader is uh, like the moves I took. I won't get too deep into them, but basically it's called respected one move, which is just it's easy for people to respect you and moving speech, which is it's easy for you to encourage people. So so you're like a bard. You're a buff military bard. Kind of. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just (laughs) I have been a leader and know how to encourage and know and know how to encourage others zaddy i was about to say zaddy (laughs) there are some adjustments that i've made to our series here to make it fit the uh, narrative podcast format a little bit better some of these actually from the book itself i started all of you with one improvement which you've all taken and i've started all of you with two experience points in this game much like other powered by the apocalypse games You gain experience by failing, which most of you have already done. I've capped your intuition at two points. Intuition is similar to luck from Monster of the Week. If you spend an intuition, you immediately succeed that roll. I've given you two of those for the series. And some slight mechanical changes in the way of Brooks's inventory. Katie, you chose the plasma pistol. But we started calling it the plasma gun and kind of turned it into a high-tech glue gun. So I've switched some of the tags around on that gun. Uh, I've made it multi-purpose so it could be used as a weapon and a tool. And I've taken out the ability to shoot it long distances. So it's more of a tool in that sense. Also, you chose a wrench, which we reflavored the baton in a similar way to the plasma gun. So you have this big honking wrench that you can swing at people or use to fix things. Other than that, we're playing this by the book. 
You told me to make it multi-purpose, right? I did. I told you to make okay. it multi-purpose, which means you can use it for multiple purposes. Both of them or just the baton? Both of them. Okay. Make Lose them. versatile, add multi-purpose. Can they still be quick? Yes. <laughs> cool. That's all I wanted. That's all you get. When you begin a campaign of Starhold, you choose, as the speaker, me, you choose one player to roll what is called scarcity. This game is a survival game, so I'm going to have one of you roll a d6, and you're going to tell me the number you get, and I'm going to let you know what scarcity you have unlocked. These things will even affect your rolls. I want to say that it is important to know that this is not like a resource management game. I'm not going to have you like doing side quests to find these things. These scarcities will just give you a minus one ongoing to roles that utilize that resource in an important way. So which one of you is feeling lucky? Nose goes. I am not being responsible. Not it. (laughs) Not it. That's fine. (laughs) Just one. Just one. 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 I hear two in your hand. Yep, I hear it. (laughs) Well, one is not a good hand feel. (laughs) Oh my god! Well, you have to only roll one. (laughs) Well, I rolled a two. We've got a scarcity of butts. One of of us is missing a butt. If you let me roll both of them, I rolled an eight. Oh well, God. this only goes to five, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I won. So the scarcity that you have rolled is hand. That's fucked up, man. This God equals damn it. medical supplies, bandages, antibiotics, etc. Oh, shit. That sounds bad. Let's write that down, lest we forget, on a cool piece of paper. Let me take this piece of paper out of the freezer and write this down. Wait, so all of our hand rolls are minus one? Only when applicable to medical supplies, healing. Okay. Oh, that's good. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'll have a negative two. (laughs) Okay, before we embark onto the moon of Arcadia 19, I want to ask each of you, what are you bringing with you? For this mission, what do we know about <laughs> what do we know about this mission? They found something. They Why? found something in their minds. Uh, you know that via the transmission. They were s- kind of intentionally vague, honestly, in the transmission. But it is the mission of Swan Scientific to catalog and collect and study and analyze any new discovery. Sure, in the galaxy, which is my shit. Which is your shit. I will say, I'm going to give you all one item, because I'm generous, and I love the Martian. Each of you has a roll of duct tape. Wow. Cool. It is very useful in space. I'm bringing all my shit. I've got a tangle gun, helps me capture stuff. A stun gun, helps me capture, capture stuff. And rubber gloves, which are insulating in case there's any open wires. I've got my Field guide for flora, for alien flora. My field guide for alien fauna. I've got sample containers. I've got my hazmat suit. You know, I've got all my stuff. My data pad for sure. I'm probably carrying a pretty big backpack. I was about to say, is it a satchel or a backpack? (laughs) Or a briefcase. What's your (laughs) modus operandi? 
So do I as the as the speaker here. <laughs> I'm picturing did any of you play Death Death Stranding? I've seen the vids. I'm goddamn Norman Reedus with my big old backpack. I have no idea what any of that is. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. But I know who a Norman Reedus is. I know a Norman Reedus. I know a Norman Reedus when I see one. So you're Norman Reedus, <laughs> so you probably have a motorcycle and... <laughs> and... And you're really cool. And early 2000s straightened bangs. Yep. No notes. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> what are you guys bringing? <laughs> I am definitely bringing my tool belt. Nice. Vintage. Very cool. And I have my wrench, my plasma gun, I guess now my roll of duct tape attached. Obviously. I leave my roll of duct tape in the ship. <laughs> You're going to fucking die without that duct tape. <laughs> he thinks he doesn't need it, apparently. I definitely have my necklace on, my chain with the Plymouth key. I know you're trying to say Plymouth key, and you just said Plymouth key. Plymouth key. <laughs> Plymouth, key. Plymouth key. I got my glasses. I'm going to bring some safety goggles. Can I bring some safety goggles? Yeah. <laughs> of course. You don't have to ask. I'm asking you what you're bringing. You just say the things you're bringing. Trying, I mean, I have other little, like, tool. Can I have other yeah. little tools in my... At least narratively, oh, yes, they may course. not. They may not do anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for big things just so I know that you have them. You're a mechanic. Mm -hmm. I know you've got tools. Yeah, I've got tools. Oh, I forgot to mention my machine gun. I've got like a Tommy Jeez. gun. No oh, bullets geez. though. Is that a lie? <laughs> You're lying. Don't lie to me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm loving the attitude in here. <laughs> I have an elephant. I'm riding an elephant. See, oh, cool. I'm asking you two as a courtesy because I know that Ford has some crazy shit that he's about to tell me he's bringing. So I'm he's giving you two an opportunity. Snacks, right? Because oh I God. thought Ford, about Ford, why like, don't you tell me what bars. you're bringing? I don't know why you say I'm bringing crazy shit. I'm bringing my portable kitchen. Which is basically <laughs> my well, it's so it's my camping kitchen. So it's basically a backpack full of camping gear that you can cook with, mm -hmm. um, and a large rectangle case as well. It's a guitar. <laughs> it all it almost it pretty much looks like a guitar case, and strapped with it is my book bag, like my my camping pack that consists of my camping kitchen now i'm picturing we're both norman reedus and oh. i'm riding an elephant you're riding a motorcycle but we both have big death stranding backpacks on katie would you like to be norman reedus <laughs> sure what do i need would you like to be three norman reeduses in a trench coat and <laughs> a space suit what a game that would be <laughs> yeah, uh, Grant Howard, get on that. I feel like that's right up your alley. <laughs> it basically looks like I'm carrying a guitar. I'm not. But not a guitar, let's be clear. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. But it basically, just giving you, like, size and adjustment, like, it looks like I'm mm -hmm. carrying a guitar and a large camping backpack. Excellent. The large camping backpack is my portable kitchen. It's just like, you know, sternos and random little pots and my knives. 
Not everybody knows what Sterno is. I have no idea what fucking Sterno is. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what Sterno is? Just the little cans you light on fire to keep, mm. to keep like, dishes hot. If this is your first time stepping into proper low gravity, not just that of an artificial training exercise, take a moment to enjoy it. As soon as the three of you take your first steps off of the cargo ramp of the Atolla, you instantly feel that unforgettable sense of near weightlessness. Hauling your cargo becomes a second thought as you bounce step towards the nearby docking station. The landscape of the moon is hard and unforgiving as each skipping leap kicks up a light cloud of ancient charcoal gray regolith. In every, dire in every direction, less the one you're heading, there is nothing but looming crags, rocky debris, and complete and total desolation. Silence surrounds you, and the sound of your own breathing echoes back to you inside of your EVA helmets. Although, nothing disregards silence, quite like technology, and the three of you are still able to communicate openly. The private comms channel of the Atolla's crew flares to life as you hear the familiar voice of Lisa. Welcome to the moon of Arcadia 19. I am happy to assist you in any way that I can from within the Atolla. Once you've entered the docking station, you will need to sign yourselves in Register the Atola into the Carrion Corporation's docking logs and procure a transport buggy in order to make your journey to the mining facility. Upon arrival, the Carrion Corp liaison Bobby will greet you and continue your orientation. Yo, what's a buggy? No, Bobby. Brooks, please pay attention. It would be best if I don't need to repeat everything that Lisa says to you. <laughs> Allow me to clarify. <laughs> you will need to procure a transport buggy in order to meet liaison Bobby. Oh, take a buggy to Bobby. Buggy is a strictly southern thing. Just FYI, that's why I was asking. Ah, oh, fuck! Too bad we have a southern podcast. Fuck! I, I know, but everything. Brooks is from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> She's not gonna know. I was gonna say nothing. What's up, Bobby? With you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> bye. <laughs> okay, so we gotta get a transport to meet this Bobby. Got it. Lisa, do we need to find a baby to take on the buggy to Bobby? <laughs> oh, all right. That was a good one, Doc. <laughs> Unfortunately, children are not allowed in the mining facility. <laughs> a buggy Bobby baby, I get it. That's... <laughs> I'm also imagining that Ford has, like, all the shit on his backpacks, but also, like, a yoga mat that is, like, visible, not in one of the... You know how people carry their yoga mats on those, like, strap holders? Yeah, it looks it looks like you're, uh... When you're camping, it looks like you're... Why the... 
a sleep mat. Sleep, sleep mat. Yeah, I don't. A sleeping bag. <laughs> a sleeping mat. Bag. Oh, yes. Yeah. A sleeping yeah, buggy. It's definitely, it's definitely yes, rolled that. up. Do <laughs> uh, any of you have any uh, conversations you want to have with each other, or Lisa, or anything you want to do on the outside before you enter the docking station? I think Doctor Kinden is entirely just focused. I mean, he's has a smug smirk on his face from the his good good joke, but. He is just. <laughs> if there's like a viewport from the, are we, are we floating to this place? What are we in a vessel of some sort? Nope. You have all stepped off of the atolla in your uh, space parking space. It's an open air. I say open air. There's no air. It's an open air uh, docking bay, and it is a short walk to a docking station in okay. which you will find your buggy and such. You are on a small moon, so the gravity is similar to our Earth moon, in which you can take some big leaps. It is a very low gravity. You're not floating away or anything like that, but... But we can't breathe. It it makes carrying all of your equipment easier, and you can bounce around. Does it have the geography of the moon? It does. It is looming crags, rocky debris, and complete and total desolation. The ground is charcoal gray regolith, much like the moon. Well, one small step for mankind, I suppose. And I start to bound, I suppose, towards the station. Are you a graceful bounder, Dr. Kenton? <laughs> I imagine he just rolls. <laughs> like a roly-poly. No roll involved. I'm just curious. I, I don't think this is the first time I've been to space. Certainly not. I don't think that I'm necess- I wouldn't call it grace, but it's like a well-practiced. Mm-hmm. You're comfortable. Uh, yeah. Brooks looks like they're trying to like ice skate or roller skate. Ooh, <laughs> over exaggerated. So a little graceful. No, no, like, like awkwardly. Act under fire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ford's pretty in control of his body. He does yoga, right? Yeah, Ford just steps down. Yeah, I just I, I want clear pictures of you in my head. So yeah, Ford steps down, but he'll also uh, mention, um, Doctor, I believe the quote is it's one giant leap for mankind. There's another line to the quote though Major Ford. Yes you you said one small step for mankind uh, the first one is one small step for man one giant leap for mankind I apologize the, when we first f- step foot on a planet outside of our galaxy, the astronaut said it the other way around. That's what I was referencing. When famously, they we first went to uh, the planet um, Boogalbobbin. Boogalbobbin. Ah, uh, yes. How, how could I forget? All right. I've had enough of this scene. <laughs> Can we move on? <laughs> Listen. I'm not one for you naming planets in my galaxy, but I'm going to keep that one because I respect you. (laughs) But don't any of you get ideas like that again. (laughs) Beluga Bub. The first planet outside of our our solar system. One small step for man and one giant leap for... Boogle Bob and I. How could I? <laughs> well, my planet's the... <laughs> my, my planet's name is Gary Oldman. <laughs> that was the spacer's name. Gary Oldman. No, 
<laughs> yes. Gary Oldman, Buka Bobbin. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Gary no Oldman relation. is my planet's name. If I get to name a planet, it's Gary. You don't. <laughs> Only Ian does. I cut it off. No more from any of you. <laughs> I thought I got my pet planet. The three of you reach the airlock door of the docking station. There is a large... God, what do you call it? There's a large Bobbin waiting for you. Roll initiative. (laughs) Oh, no. Next to the airlock door, there is a large switch, much like the one on the exterior of the Atolla, which you could pull down to engage the doors and go inside. Uh, Do we knock? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to pull the fucking lever then. Much like the airlock on your ship, the two double doors open with a sweet release. Ryan, if you could make that noise for me once again. Ah. Uh. Thank you. <laughs> that was Katie. I know. It was. <laughs> it was very obvious. <laughs> and the three of you enter into the small airlock chamber. The doors behind you close. There is a depressurization and the doors in front of you open. scary podcasts what's your favorite scary podcast hello it's me cap and welcome back to shrimp and crits arcadia speaking of scary things if you like zombies and vampires and fey you need to go over to our patreon and listen to tallahassee nights Episode 3 just released. This is a Patreon-exclusive show that explores the dark and twisted city of Tallahassee in the early 90s before the hunters from our first season had any meddling in that city at all. This action-packed episode that just came out is my favorite of the series so far, and you need to get over to Patreon to check it out now. That is patreon.com slash shrimpandcrits. If you want to interact with us anywhere else online, you can find us in the crypt that holds the remains of Twitter called X. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok, all of those at Shrimp and Crits. You can find us on Blue Sky at shrimpandcrits.com. And you can find our show on Mastodon at shrimpandcrits at podvibes.co. We actually had breaking record numbers for our first episode of Arcadia. I cannot thank you all enough. Thank you so much for listening. If you listen to Arcadia and you think somebody will like the vibe of this miniseries, this sci-fi, scary space story, tell them about it. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your teachers, tell your boss, tell people that sit at your tables at your restaurant. Tell anybody about Shrimp and Crits and get them listening. Word of mouth is the best way for new people to learn about podcasts, and it would mean so much to us if you would just tell somebody about our show. If you don't have anyone you want to tell, tell the world through writing a review. Go on Apple Podcasts, any podcatcher that you use, either give us five stars or write a review. All of those help our show jump up on the board so more people can hear it. 
I also want to remind everybody that you can still send us postcards. If you send us a postcard from where you live, we will send you one back from the town of Sunny Gullicochica. Just let us know which character you would like a postcard from. You can send those cards to P.O. Box 60934, Nashville, Tennessee, 37206. Last but not least, I want to remind everybody that our show is bi-weekly and comes out on Mondays. Our next episode will be September 25th. I know you're as excited as I am to go back to the episode, so let's get back to Inside this docking station, it is reminiscent of an old Earth bus station. There are chairs all linked together in lines. There is a unmanned information desk, and along the walls are pamphlets. The lighting is fluorescent and bothersome. But you can all take off your helmets. You can breathe in here. What do you do? I I think I sit down and I say, um, Major, would you procure us uh, three tickets on the next buggy to Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> to the mine. Yes. Yes, three tickets to the Bobby buggy to the mine. I'm going to the ticket counter and I'm going to ask for transportation and a Bobby. Wonderful. As I said, it is unmanned. There's nobody there. At the counter, <laughs> there is a... Small tablet on the counter. Mm-hmm. You can see behind the counter there are a multitude of keys attached to multicolored weights. Red, blue, yellow, green assorted colors. Uh, almost like you would see a bathroom pass with something heavy on it so that you don't lose it. Or maybe the pen at the bank. And you see a line of posters on the wall uh, next to the brochures saying things like, take a buggy, leave a buggy, don't leave your family in the dust, need some pep in your step, contact your Carrion Corp union rep, have no fear, keep your comms clear, avoid the pain, hide from the bullet rain, Carrion Corp uncovering the universe's potential today. Is that all of them? What do you do? (laughs) See, I learned from not listening to Lisa's side effects last time that I was just going to let you keep talking and talking and talking so I could make sure I absorbed everything. Wow, it's almost like that's how TTRPGs work. (laughs) (laughs) So on the the little tablet, Mm -hmm. I mean, it said you get a buggy, leave a buggy. Are we leaving the Atolla, you mean? But it's not like someone's going to. You can't talk her. to the posters. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to myself. Okay, I am looking at this tablet. Then, yes, Lisa asked you to sign yourselves in, register the Atola into the mm-hmm. Carrion Corporation's docking logs, and procure a transport buggy to Bobby. That's what I'm doing. Beautiful. Can I pick the nicest buggy though? You can pick a colored key. Oh, shit. 
you said red, yellow, blue. Any color you like. There's a spectrum of colors. Plenty of keys for buggies. This is not uh, a puzzle. <laughs> it feels like it. I, repeat, I know it feels like a puzzle. My a puzzle. first thought was, is this a puzzle? Hey, red means blood. Yeah, yellow's my favorite so, color. So Cap would be like, these idiots think red means blood. I say pick red. I'm leaning either orange or yellow because yellow's my favorite color, but I feel like in my head canon, the Plymouth was orange, like a burnt orange color. Brooks, uh, remember, if it's red and yellow, <laughs> if it's dangerous, fellow. <laughs> You, you you also have to let it mellow. If it's yellow and black, <clears throat> that's okay, Jack. Okay, I'm going with orange. Ah, oh, you chose wrong. Fuck. <laughs> you explode. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, trying to make you nervous. I'm already nervous. If there's anything that any of you would like to know lore-wise, I'm giving you an opportunity to look at brochures, which there are multitudes of. If you have any questions for me as the speaker and creator of this world, you can look at the brochures and ask them. If you don't care about lore or anything that I've put into the painstaking work of making this world, you can just move on. <laughs> I, will, I will grab a handful of brochures. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I think he wants you to ask questions about this. I place. mean, you don't have to do anything. I am giving you, before we get into the shit, an opportunity to ask me questions. I want to check out the food brochures. I was going to put the brochures in my pocket and then ask on the ship. Do we have to ask here? <laughs> uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> You're what? Are you going to wait till we're being attacked by some? Fucking no. uh -huh. and then really. say it too. <laughs> I just want to confirm I got this key, right? Yes, of course you got the key. You just okay. you grab it off the wall of keys. Okay, then I and I registered us and I want to look at the brochures real quick. Mm -hmm. Is there any like brochure on like carrion corpse mission? Or would I like know that all to like would I know that already? I basically want to know the history of this mine. Uh, sure, yeah. Karen Corp is like the biggest, most expansive mining company in the galaxy. Very corporate. Probably some conspiracy theories about them being kind of shady with like guidelines and it's hard to claim territories in space. Um, mm. Obviously, this stuff is not in the brochures, but these are things you know. <laughs> I was about to say, man, this is a bad brochure. This is a bad brochure. <laughs> they are mining materials here to make technology for the universe. They consider themselves pioneers in the galaxy. Is there a specific resource that is new that they've only found in this mine? This mine in particular? The resources that are mined here are in my notes going down. What they mine on Arcadia 19 is gold, which is very important to space travel, platinum, and rhodium. Do I know anything specifically? I mean, are all three of these used specifically for space travel, or do I know anything else? They're all important in technology as mm -hmm. a baseline. 
and space travel in general. But these are just what the moons of Arcadia have in them. Okay. This is what this is what fills the moons of Arcadia, which is kind of a new discovery. So it's pretty basic. Yep, it's not like they're mining some mysterious new yeah element or anything like that. It is pretty baseline boring mining. Is there any brochure about recreations on Arcadia? Is there a hotel like to go have fun at or a casino maybe? I was not kidding when I said Ford was looking for like the local eats mm-hmm. like brochures. Brochures you find there are no there's nothing on this moon besides the mining facility, but there are brochures for the mining facility and Ford, you find one that details a world-class hydroponics greenhouse that supplies the world-class chefs in the kitchen to feed all of these hard-working miners and crewmen of the Carrion Corp facility. Brooks, you find brochures talking about what a joy it is to work in the Carrion Corp family. You see, like, Two smiling crewmates playing ping pong on the front of this brochure. It details the accommodations that you get for being a part of the Carrion Court family. This is not a vacation spot. This would be the docking station that you get to when you get off your ship to come work at the mining facility. Are there any aspects of Arcadia that interest you to learn more about, Dr. Kinton? Is that Lisa talking to me through the comms? No, that's Cap talking to you through your heart. It's God. I'm just curious. You know, Ian, I promise, cares a lot about the lore mm-hmm. that you've written. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think Dr. Kenton does. Mm-hmm. But what I can say is that Dr. Kenton, while he's waiting for his, what he probably views as his, like, assistance essentially yeah sure sure sure, sure. procure I'm picking that up from you transport <laughs> uh i think that he's looking at his data pad which probably has whatever carrion corp gave us as far as information mm-hmm. for this job so maybe you'd want me to roll something but like i don't know I'm, I'm just looking at this file trying to see what what like what exactly are the job the details of this job now that we're here in the facility what is this facility looking like to me like, is there any general information that hasn't been conveyed to us about this job yet? It, unless you want to try to get into their systems in any way, I think they are being intentionally vague to you in why you're here. Okay. Through the transmission. They did say there was some kind of biological discovery, right? Yes. Okay. Is there anything about, like, um, God, yeah, there's no, I guess... He would be mostly reading the listing, the job, whatever, file over mm-hmm. and over again, like trying to find, pick up some kind of clue. But if they're just being totally vague, then, yeah, I guess he would just be impatiently waiting to get more details from this Bobby. I want to take a closer look at these posters. Take a buggy, leave a buggy. Don't leave your family in the dust. Need some pep in your step? Contact your Carrion Corp union rep. Have no fear. Keep your comms clear. Avoid the pain. Hide from the bullet rain. (laughs) I think I would look at Ford. I guess actually I would just say it to the room here. 
that's kind of that's kind of weird, right? Like bullet rain? Who's shooting on this planet? Um I Brooks, I don't have time for this. Did you get the tickets? I roll my eyes. Yeah, yeah, I got I got the the buggy. Am I looking at this poster? It's a poster on the wall behind the desk, so you can see it, but I literally just called it out to both of you. I would like to look at this poster. It's like a retro-futuristic artistic rendering of a hemisphere of a moon with what looks like little tiny 40s cartoonish bullets hitting the ground with intensity. And it says, avoid the pain, hide from the bullet rain. I'm going to look at the brochures and see if there's anything about this. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) You, Brooks, pulling all these crumpled up brochures out of your pockets that you jammed in there a minute ago. You see one as you unfurl it that is uh, titled Bullet Rain and You. Wow. And it details that there used to be 21 moons around the planet Tithonus. Tithonus. Titania. It's all Titania. Sorry, sorry. T-I-T-H-O-N-U-S. Okay, got it. There used to be 21 moons, and two of them eons ago. What? Very funny. Two of those moons collided. So there is a orbiting cloud of debris. And ever so often, one of these clouds will unleash a debris storm upon the moons. This is colloquially colloquially referred to as bullet rain. Oh, okay. So not actual gunfire, okay. I was afraid there were people trying to murder us on this planet. No. Which may still be the case. (laughs) Of course not. (laughs) Of course not. There's no one here to murder us. That would be rude. Okay, well, I'm going to definitely stick that one, like, back in my pocket. I feel like that Mm -hmm, might mm -hmm, be mm -hmm. useful to... To cover your head when it starts... Raining. <laughs> no, it's just useful to keep when I get when Dr. Kitten it happens to Dr. Kitten and I, and then I can be like, look, you fucking asshole, I told you <laughs> we should be more concerned about this. Do see if they have any buggies that have um some kind of armor or protection. There does tend to be uh bullet rain on this on this moon. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Stop wasting time reading those pamphlets and get get the buggy. I got I shake the yellow key. Shake it. Or the orange. The orange key. I shake it. This is super Let's important. Go. Which key do you shake? The orange <laughs> key. I only have one. We all fit in one buggy, right? We don't need we don't each need a buggy. Oh my god, we do though. Mar that we can Mario Kart this. Oh my god. What a brilliant <laughs> idea. Max. Make you all roll. <laughs> I do want to check out the greenhouse at some point, if possible. But I am here for the job. Well, hopefully the the mission is fairly straightforward, and 
I can identify this uh, discovery as quickly as possible, and then we will have some time to check out the greenhouse before we leave. I believe that could be in order. I'm already walking back towards the the airtight. What is it called? Mm-hmm. The airlock. <laughs> airlock. I was supposed to say airtight lock. <laughs> the airlock. I mean, you're not wrong. Airtight lock. <laughs> airtight lock. Can I ask the three of you? Holy shit! <laughs> Can I ask? <laughs> There's the- only two. Of them. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still hallucinating. <laughs> I mean, I'm at least it is in your ear. Fair, but I, this is to my human, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. my human coworkers. <clears throat> Can I ask the two of you a question before we set out? I guess. <laughs> the the job listing, the the mission report, um, the training. Sure, we we've been prepared to come here and get through the facility, but I'm finding it disturbingly vague in terms of what we've actually come here to investigate. Doctor, this is concerning to me because I am a nutritionist. (laughs) So I was really hoping that you had an idea of why it was that we were here. Well, some sort of new alien discovery... That is why we have been brought here for my biological expertise. And of course, you're here to make sure we are well fed. And uh, Brooks is here as a stand in for the original uh, mechanic. Um, But uh, yes, I'm looking back through the reports and through my emails asking for more details and. It seems like any time I asked, it was met with dodgy answers. All I'm saying, I suppose, is be alert. These facilities out here in deep space can be dangerous uh, just in and of themselves. So let's be sure to have each other's back. Keep your head on a swivel. Especially you, Major Ford. Brooks, I suppose you can fix something if it breaks. Wow. But otherwise, just try not to mess anything up. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) That's not Brooks, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say something in that. Ian being mean to me made me forget. Uh Uh-huh. That's reassuring. Good, Brooks. Now let's get to the buggy. I almost said cart. It's a buggy, not a cart. Distinct difference between the two of those things. I wouldn't know. We don't call them buggies. In New Jersey? uh, I don't imagine you have very many space buggies in New Jersey. You think I'm from Jersey? <laughs> what uh Minnesota um Oh my <laughs> gosh. I can't can't really this tell. fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking out. I'm I'm going. 
Wait, put your helmet on. Um, <laughs> you freeze <laughs> like the damn kid in the magic school yeah. bus. I'm just feeling so silly today. I'm so sorry. Everybody. This never happened at my old school. <laughs> 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 god damn it Katie, it doesn't feel good to be so mean to you i'm, I'm very sorry yeah. this is every good fellow in ari it's really hitting back to me <sighs> okay brooks you don your helmet you head to a airlock on the back of the building leading out to where the buggies are is everybody else following yes yep the three of you exit through this external airlock and ahead of you is essentially a parking lot with about seven or eight moon rovers. These lunar buggies have four wheels, a roll cage over the passenger section, which holds up to four people. There's a pretty mundane-looking steering wheel in front of the driver's seat, but there are a lot of controls on this thing that are foreign to both Ford and Dr. Kinton. I realized you said foreign. For a moment, I thought you said boring in a southern accent. <laughs> boring? <laughs> I literally have a boring joke later on in this. <laughs> oh my gosh. You wrote down you know. your jokes? Gosh. <laughs> in character, my in character jokes, of course I okay, wrote them down. Okay, okay, cool. All right. No, I don't write my GM jokes out. That would be really bad. <laughs> He says furiously. As, as, as he's racing things. He's racist. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Does the orange key correspond to an orange rover? In fact, it does. How do I, uh, I was very say, how astute do I know? observation. <laughs> there are... <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have a beeper on it. Do I beep the horn? <laughs> there is a band of reflective tape, one in each color, corresponding to the key alongside the edge of each of these buggies. Okay, I'm going to walk up to the orange one. Mm -hmm. And I think I, like, run my hand along the outside of it. And I'm going to say... Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then I will get in the car, vehicle, buggy, rover. You activated by Winter Soldier. <laughs> God damn it. I've made that joke before, sorry. <laughs> Every time. It's a good it's my joke. my favorite joke. It's a really funny joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, the two of you see Brooks get into the driver's seat of this rover. It's got open sides. Really, the only protection you have is this roll cage around the main carriage. There's no doors to open or anything, just a few chairs inside. I'm saying all this like I've never seen a car before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm describing it like I have no idea what a car is. It's got these four <clears throat> spinny things. Yeah. Well, I'm well, so I am trying to imagine, like, does it look like a warthog from Halo? It looks, I, I know what, it is a warthog with no armor and a warthog that looks exactly like a moon rover. So it, it looks like a dune buggy. It looks more like NASA than that. It does, it's like if NASA made a dune buggy. Dune buggy, okay. Yeah. I swipe right on my on my pad and I uh, see what the Connects, bullet rain forecast is. Beautiful, 
beautiful woman. <laughs> alien lady on this planet's tender. <laughs> no, I swipe right to see the for the weather for the day. Okay, cool. If you're trying to connect in some way to like the Carrion Corp mainframe of some sort, like trying to connect to their broadcasts and things. I'll definitely allow a survey the scene rule. There's no like space weather channel that accounts for every moon sure. in every galaxy. But if you want to try to tune in somehow to whatever they're telling their people on their moon. Yeah, I'm sure there's some kind of local network. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to get on the Wi-Fi. Basically, yeah. Okay, I'll I'll take a survey of the scene for that, uh, if that's what you're looking to get some questions. Sure. Roll plus head. Mm. That is a shrimp and a three, which is nine plus two is 11. On a 10 plus, you can ask the speaker two questions from the following list. Do you have the list in front of you? I have read it already to the audience. I do have it in front of me. Um, well, I think what can hurt me in terms of the weather and the, mm-hmm, my surroundings? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me get that other question. You know I like them in a burst. Okie dokie. I guess just, is there something important that I'm missing? So... I will say that this is a covered carport for obvious reasons. As you kind of step out of the front garage, big garage door where the rovers leave, you can see that there are indentations in the ground from this bullet rain, from past storms. At the depth of these impacts, you can see that they aren't instantly lethal. They will mess up your EVA suits. They will mess up your buggy. But it's not like if you get hit by one of these things, you will die instantly. So I'm seeing evidence that that happens here. Is there any indication that it might happen soon? I just think you find data about it. And it is a pretty predictable phenomenon, less a few outliers. I would say every 17 hours, this bullet rain pours down on the moon of Arcadia 19. Okay. And I'll say you are three or four hours out from the next predicted bullet rain. Hmm. Okay. And I think while you're in the system, you can see that this docking station is about five kilometers away from the main mining facility. So we should be able to make it in time. Yep, absolutely. Brooks, you would know that these rovers max out at about 13 kilometers per hour. Okay. That's not fast. That is not fast. That is equivalent to about eight miles per hour. Took me a while to figure out whether or not that was fast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Between your two brilliant minds, you would know it should take just under 25 minutes to make that distance in one of these rovers. Yep. All right, well, then I get in the car with my pet. Did I answer all of your questions sufficiently? Um, Not unless there's something important that I'm missing. Uh, No, I think uh, I gave you the distances for that. Sure. Unless there's something specific you're looking at for the bullet rain. But, yeah. No, no, I'm good. I'm confident now. I think... My thing with Kenton is when he's once he's once he's confident, it doesn't matter if like meta, it seems like there's more. He's just like, cool, let's go. (laughs) Great to know. Marking that down. 
Are you joining them in the uh, buggy, Ford? Uh, yes. Wonderful. Uh, the three of you load up all of your equipment into this buggy and set off. You are driving, Brooks? Mm-hmm. Perfect. I would love for you to roll use or repair an advanced item because you are using an advanced item. <laughs> it's like, uh, this isn't super important, I don't think, mm-hmm. but uh, anytime Ford would get in any vehicle, he chooses to sit in the back. Okay, Ray Ray. <laughs> <coughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense because I think Kenton probably gets in the front seat, the passenger yeah. front seat. Anywho. Okay, this is plus tech. Should go fine. Fuck you, you jinxed me. <laughs> It's a fucking a two on the dice, which is a three plus two, therefore a five. It's a fucking a two. <laughs> it's a fucking a two. <laughs> <laughs> Should I use an intuition? Because I don't want to be stuck in bullet rain. We only get two, I think, is what Cap said, right? Each. Yeah, but this seems, yes. this seems important. <laughs> is it important? I'm afraid. I feel like I'm picturing a moment. I'm picturing the alien from Alien, and I'm picturing you like dangling above its ma- its open maw. <laughs> that's the, that's the moment <laughs> okay. where I'm picturing you should stick your into do. Oh, I was about to say, okay. why is this your reminding you of that for? moment? <laughs> I was like, wow. I mean, I really mean, I, I'm here with Ian. I've been picturing this entire this entire thing as aliens. <laughs> and there's a lot of moments in that where I'm gonna want it right, intuition. Right, yeah. miss something goes terribly wrong. Fuck. Sounds about right. <laughs> Is there a help out in this game? Let's have some fucking fun. Yeah, but you're gonna hate how you roll it. Oh no. Oh yeah, I could I could try to help you out. Assist. You roll plus connections for that character. But would it raise it two or would it only raise it? On a 10+, they can re-roll their lowest dice. Oh, shit. Which is a mechanic that I absolutely love. On a 7 to 9, they get plus 1. And on a miss, you make things worse for both of you. Okay, well, my connection with Dr. Kitten is a plus 1, but my connection with Ford is a minus 3. <laughs> yeah, but you're not, you're not rolling... I, like the we would be rolling oh, our yes. CX for you. They would be rolling what yours? for you. What's yours? This sounds me? like a lot of fucking meta talk that I don't think I'm really into. <laughs> but I want to know. I just realized what CX is. Oh, that's cool. Oh my god. I agree. It is very that's cool. It's actually a very cool help. Uh, Ford, do you have something, or I, I'm happy to try and help here. Oh no, me. Uh, yeah, no, me and Brooks are not cool. I'm actually even zero. So, I have something kind of okay. retroactive that I want to that I want to try. Um, cuz I'm 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 up front and my my I mean not that tech matters here, but my tech is very good also, mm-hmm. even if I'm not a mechanic person. Sure. So, I'm just thinking that maybe I hear some noises that I don't like and I look up and um I, I got nothing in terms of like actual words, but I probably say something snarky like about 
the controls trying to like be like oh Brooks you're fucking shit up basically I want to help in a way that makes her feel bad oh wow Wow. Uh, what I think is happening here is you all set off driving you are following an imprint of buggy tracks that is permanently if not for divots of bullet rain in this regolith leading in a direction there's no wind to blow these tracks away or anything like that it is very easy to follow the path and there is a lack of sound here in space on this moon so dr kent i don't think you hear something wrong oh sure 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 i think as brooks is looking straight ahead driving in unknown territory you see a series of lights and warnings begin to start flashing on the dashboard panels. Brooks, uh, I believe you have the throttle flipped into plasma mode. <laughs> I'm really bad at that. <laughs> that was awful. Stuff. <laughs> Maybe even just um, Brooks, you know, like something dangerous is happening and I'd like you to roll your assist. Brooks, I have no idea what you're doing wrong. <laughs> this buggy is set to turn into plasma. <laughs> this buggy is melting. I rolled a six on a miss. You make things worse for both of you. Oh, Jesus. Both of you mark experience. Okay. Ooh, experience. First of all, let's go ahead. Let's take the silver lining here. I'm about to fucking level up, yo. <laughs> that was a character. <laughs> Ma, you're not gonna believe this. <laughs> yo. Oh boy. I'm. <laughs> I in my mind, the buggy is already upside down in slow motion, flying through the air, and we're all like, ah. Yeah. And. Uh... <laughs> flip to a scene of just the car flipping upside down in the air and Ford is very calmly sitting in the back seat saying, this is not my fault. (laughs) (laughs) Brooks, you are focused ahead on this I use the term lightly, road ahead of you and oh boy, this is absolutely fucking perfect that you're recreating the scene from your own personal nightmare. I think it's because in my my head canon, it's because Dr. Kenton, before we left the station there, he said mm-hmm. some kind of triggering stuff there that made me think of my brother. Because he also said you can't fix a damn thing in the opener, mm-hmm. basically. Brooks, out of the periphery of your vision, you see a gloved hand banging against the dashboard trying to get your attention and without even hearing the words of Dr. Kinton you turn your head to look at him and he is bathed in this red glow from all of these flashing warning lights on the dashboard and you can kind of see the sweat bead behind his glasses inside of his Eva helmet before he can even get a word out you feel a drop in your stomach as the front tire of this rover 
rolls into a ditch that you did not see coming. It was just out of your vision up ahead when you turned to look at him. And as you see that wheel leaving the axle of the rover behind Dr. Kinton's head, you start to feel that weightlessness again as the rover head first starts to flip forward. And I need all three of you to roll act under fire. Oh, man. <laughs> I got a 12. Plus hand. God damn it. Nice. Of course Wonderful. it's plus hand. I rolled a 7. Love it. I also rolled a 7 because it's fucking hand. <laughs> what would you have rolled if it wasn't hand? An, an eight. It would have been the same. I'm just yeah. mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just um, mad. Ford very gracefully picks you all up and swims out of the... <laughs> <laughs> I have two mixed successes and a full success, correct? Yeah. Yes. First and foremost, I want to congratulate you, Ford. Great roll. I want all three of you to take a stress. Uh, I don't think I do. You have a heart shield, correct? Yep. Wonderful. How? What's your heart uh, status? My heart. What's is, your heart number? My, my heart is plus two. So there is a mechanic in this game called the heart shield. It takes the number that you have in your heart stat and basically creates an armor for your stress. Your shield absorbs as much stress as you have plus heart in your case too. After that, it breaks and you take stress as normal. The shield resets when you take downtime. If you have negative heart, like some of the people in this party, it starts at zero. So it it's like extra marks, basically. Like it goes Almost, away. Yeah. But it heals. It's like temporary hit points. Yeah. So you basically, you just told us to take one stress. So now yes. I have one more heart shield left in my heart shield. Exactly. Yes. The other two of you don't get out that easy. I'm going to give you a worse outcome, a hard choice, or a price to pay. I'm going to give you both the same options here. Those options are as follows. My voice just cracked. <laughs> Those <laughs> options are as follows. You can take some damage. You can be trapped. Or you can lose an item. Can I choose the item? Can I lose my duct tape? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> we have armor though, right? In our suits, when we're in our suits. Your Eva suits count as one armor. You are on a moon without oxygen. So I would take that into account when thinking about taking damage. Sure. I'm not dissuading you, just letting you know what's around you. I want to get trapped. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I think we should just get trapped because... Ford could maybe figure out how to get us out, and then maybe I'll like him more. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Brooks, as you see the wheel leave the axle of the rover, you reactively turn the wheel, and that the spinning metal of the axle digs into the regolith, and your rover starts to flip and twist through the air. Ford, you are more than capable in this situation, I think, without even thinking you release yourself from the safety constraints. And you're thrown. There's no nimbly getting out of this as you're flipping through 
the air here, but you know how to land to not damage yourself. And you hit the ground hard, but with a few rolls, you're back on your feet, looking at this, looking at this rover that is twisting itself into a knot in front of you, flipping over itself. The two of you, Dr. Kenton and Brooks, only see the moon spinning out of control in front of you. And as the rover makes impact with the ground, everything for the two of you goes dark. Flip the um, the confl- conflagrator. Um, I believe the quantum you, conflagrator. I believe you need to. I believe that um, eco mode is on. <laughs> 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 what are you fucking talking about? The transmission, the um, the laser transmission is is um, flarked. Lasers. Lasers, lasers, lasers. <laughs> the laser transmission is flark. Is maybe my favorite sentence ever. <laughs> I need you to leave that one in. That was way better than whatever the fuck you said earlier. Space car parts. Space car part names. <laughs>